Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We've talked a lot about the rookies during the preseason, but as we enter the regular season, what about the young guys who've been around for a few years? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And, Chris, we've talked a lot about uh, Young and CJ and Anthony Richardson. Well, there's two young guys uh, that we haven't talked a lot about, Justin Fields and Jordan Love. Of the two, who are you expecting to have the better 2023? Well, it depends on how we define better, right? Is it going to be individual production or is it going to be team success? Because I think you'd get two different answers based on how we qualify it. If it's individual production, how could you not say Justin Fields based on what he did last year? I mean, the guy was unbelievable. Combined for over 25 touchdowns, had 1,100 yards on the ground. I mean, you saw the live arm, the fact that they added DJ Moore to a receiving core that has Cole Komet, Darnell Moody, and Chase Claypool. You feel pretty damn good about what Justin Fields can do this upcoming season. And they fortified the offensive line. They, they, they got guys in front of them now that can actually hold up and drop back protection. So I feel better about Justin Fields being able to produce. But that team still has a long way to go, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be talking about them having team success, competing for an NFC North title, competing for a playoff spot. Now, when you look at the Green Bay Packers, that was a team last year that came one win away from being in the postseason, and that game was at home in Week 18. Now, they just so happened to flop against the Detroit Lions, but this is a team that, from a talent standpoint, ain't that far off. So you have to ask yourself the question, do you believe Jordan Love can give you competent quarterback play? If the answer to that is yes, then there's no reason why the Packers shouldn't be in the mix for a playoff spot in, in 2023 and to have a better record than the Chicago Bears. To your point, I do believe that Justin Fields will have the better numbers. Yeah, I think there'll just be kind of more opportunities, especially with him getting outside the pocket and making things happen with his feet. We've seen him take, you know, scramble 60, 70 yards for touchdowns. That guy's electric. Not to mention, not to mention, EG, the uh defense for the Chicago Bears was dead last in in points allowed. Dead last. So if you're Justin Fields – you got to light up the scoreboard just to give your team a chance. <laughs> yeah, you like, that's it. every single week. Got to so I, I do believe numbers, that side right. of the ball will be better, but, but I could see Justin Fields finding himself on the losing end of a lot of shootouts, and I just don't think that that's going to be what the Green Bay Packers look like in 2023 just based on all of the draft capital that they invested on the defensive side of the ball over the last decade. Yeah, you use the word competent for Jordan Love. I think that's a good word to use for him. I'm not expecting video game numbers like we kind of, you know, just talked about Justin Fields will have to to put up. 
But I think he's going to be really solid. And, and I'm sure you know it's great if you have a franchise uh, quarterback. It's great if you have a guy that can pull a rabbit out of his hat whenever you need it. But if you have a guy to get you in and out of bad or get you out of bad situations, if you have a guy that could can, can move the chains, that can make the easy throw, that could get rid of it when he's under pressure and take care of the ball, that could make a team go a long way when you just play competent quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and that's what I'm anticipating from Jordan Love. I mean, listen, the guy's been in the league for a minute now. Like, like he's he's not your typical first-year starting quarterback, although this is going to be the first time we see him in extended playing time. He's got a couple of starts under his belt, but, I, I, I mean, again, this is going to be uh, an introduction to the rest of the NFL world this upcoming season. The question is, how much has he learned from Matt LaFleur, how they adapted the system post Aaron Rodgers, and how have those new receivers for the Packers been able to develop? I mean, think about it. They, they got Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and those two guys look like they're going to be home runs for the Green Bay Packers. They also went out and got a tight end uh, in the draft this year out of Oregon State, um, and, and he looks like he's going to be a pretty good player too. So I, I just I, – I, Luke Musgrave is the name of him. I, I mm-hmm. just – I think that they've positioned Jordan Love – to be able to give you solid quarterback play. And I think what's going to anchor this team is the run game behind A.J. Dillon and, and, Aaron, uh, and Aaron Jones and then mm-hmm. that defense that has all of those first-round draft picks on it. So, I mean, that's really what it is. Think about this. The Packers on defense have seven guys that were first-round draft picks. Seven of them. Mm. That's, a, that's a big number. So you've got talent on that side of the ball. It's just a matter of being able to harness it, and that's on defensive coordinator Joe Barry as well as Matt LaFleur. So I'm curious to see what that ends up being, but I do think Jordan Love will uphold his end of the bargain by playing relatively clean football. He might not make the wow plays that Rodgers was capable of, but quite frankly, this team doesn't need him to do that in order to compete in the NFC North and in order to compete for a playoff spot in the conference. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Let's hear from Freddie Coleman, who was on ESPN Radio, and he talked about who he has the higher expectations for. When you're replacing the dude in Aaron Rodgers, who is going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, when you're replacing that guy and people say, oh, so that's why they drafted you in the first round. We're going to find out about Jordan Love. That's why I think expectations are higher for him this year than Justin Fields. He still does not have a good core of players around him that makes that a playoff team. So they get the seven wins. They'll throw a damn parade in Chicago because they're seeing progress. Mm-hmm. If you're Jordan Love and you're coming off a season where people couldn't wait for you to be out there in Green Bay and replacing Aaron Rodgers, going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, those expectations look me exponentially okay. higher yeah, and that's freddie right there chris who do you think has the best chance to be that franchise quarterback for their team justin fields or jordan love no oh, i mean I, I i'm in love with the ability of justin fields I, mm-hmm. I think this dude can win an mvp at some point in his career that's how talented he is as, as a former defensive lineman he would give us headaches trying to game plan for him just because of his ability to use his legs like the guy is not only a really talented thrower, but he, he's also, you know, right up there when it comes to the most explosive runners in the National Football League. I mean, you can't name 10 running backs that run the football better than Justin Fields does. <laughs> you can't. And Fields ain't a running back. So, I mean, that, like, like uh, the first time I saw him on an NFL field where he tucked it and run, I said, that dude looks like a running back when he's running the football, not a quarterback. That's how special 
of a talent Justin Fields is. So I, I, I would, if I'm buying stock in one or the other, I'm buying long-term stock in Justin Fields, even though I think that the return on the investment might happen a little sooner with Jordan Love. Yeah, I agree with that. I, if the if it's not Fields, it's not his fault. You know, if it's not Fields, yeah. then, then Chicago ruined him. That's the way yeah. I, I kind of look at that. Well, they've uh, tried their damnedest. He's the most contacted quarterback since he came into the NFL. So they, they've tried to allow opposing defenses to knock the career out of him, and yet this dude <laughs> is still standing, which is a testament to his sports character. It just lets you know that he's made of the right stuff. It's a matter of Chicago – their GM, their head coach, putting the right things around him, the pieces, the schemes, in order to accentuate what he does really well. Now, the NFC North is the closest. When, you know, may not be the best division, but it's definitely the closest. When you look at the Caesar Sportsbook odds, you have the Lions at plus 120 there at the top, Vikings plus 260, Packers plus 360, Bears plus 440. Who do you like to come out of the AFC North this year? Well, E.G., I don't like to answer a question with a question, but when the okay. last time the damn Lions been favored to win their division? Talk to them. When, when, just, I, when, <laughs> when to was them. the last time? Think about that, bro. Just take a step back. When was the last time the Detroit Lions were favored to win the division? Like I, I can't no, – nobody knows. Like I, I right. know they haven't been favored since they, they did division realignment in 2002 – but, I mean, nobody really knows the last time Detroit has been favored to win the division. I want to say the last time they won the division was 91. So you're talking mm. about over 30 years ago, three decades. Wow. That, that is wild to me. Like, it is absolutely wild to me. Um, that being said, I, I'm interested to see how Detroit responds now that there are expectations on them because they ain't creeping up on nobody. And this is a team that had a lot of turnover luck in the second half of the season. They they didn't turn the ball over a lot. They generated a lot of takeaways. Um, you know, the, the defense showed incremental improvement. I'm interested to see if they can build on that and if they can adapt to having expectations placed on them. It's different when you're the hunter versus the hunted. Now, as far as the Minnesota Vikings, I'm looking around and trying to figure out why is everybody writing them off. They were a 13-win team from a year ago, and I get it. Kirk Cousins, you know, all of this and that. But Kirk Cousins has thrown for over 4,000 yards seven of the last eight years he's been in the league. The dude can play, and he's got the best wide receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson, not to mention another first-round draft pick in Jordan Addison at wide receiver, TJ Hawkinson, a, a pretty good offensive line with Christian Darasaw, who's one of the best left tackles in the game. If you don't know him, look out for him because he's just that damn good. Like, this is a good football team, and Brian Flores – has been hired as the defensive coordinator, so they're going to be better on that side of the ball. I just, I, I don't understand why everybody is dismissing Minnesota and their chances of being able to win the NFC North in back-to-back years. Same page. We're on the exact same page. I think Kirk Cousins is probably one of the most slept on slash disrespected quarterbacks in the NFL. And then when it comes to the Lions, I think they're a solid football team. But we don't take into account strength of schedule very often. And a lot of times when those bottom-tier teams make a big jump, it's usually because they improved and they played a much easier schedule. That won't happen this year for the Lions. So I'm interested to see how they'll be able to navigate through the 2023 
season. I'm Emmett Golden. He's Chris Canty. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, we might as well announce the first pick of next year's draft right now, right? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. An $81 million dead cap hit feels like a problem. This feels like the end of the Kyler Murray experiment. It makes me think of, are they already starting to look to 2024 and the potential quarterback of the future and who would be playing on Saturday afternoons in college? What in the world is going on in Arizona? The Cardinals a year ago seemed like they had the franchise quarterback and they were ready to contend. Now they've cut... Uh, Colt McCoy mm. and traded a fifth round pick for Joshua Dobbs. Chris, what is going on with the Arizona Cardinals? EG, you know what's going on. They're taking <laughs> a page out of Sam Hankey's playbook. They tanking, bro. Trust this the is process. the Sixers in the 2010s. <laughs> like, we tanking. We trying to get that top pick. That, yeah. that, that, that top draft pick. That's what we're doing. And we're, hey, and at the same time, it's fingers crossed that the Houston Texans are awful. So we get their first round pick too. And that's a top 10 pick. Like that's what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. They're going with this youth movement because they don't want to win football games. Jonathan Gannon just got hired. He's got job security. Everybody on his staff has job security. Monty Osifort, the GM, just got hired this offseason. He's got job security. 
They they can they can stand to have one of those years where they're god awful and they have two top ten picks because that's probably the quickest pathway to being able to reset the franchise and get guys that could be cornerstones that could be difference makers, force multipliers moving forward. I guess if you're going to tear it down, you know, you might as well go all the way to the studs, right? I mean, you still got Kyler Murray under contract, but it looks like he's not going to play this year. How about Jonathan? What if Gannon? I don't want Kyler Murray? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like you talk about we got Kyler Murray under contract. Like yeah. that's a good thing for the new GM. The oh. new GM didn't give Kyler Murray that contract. The new head coach yeah. didn't give Kyler Murray that contract. You could probably make the argument that the previous GM and head coach got fired because they gave Kyler Murray that contract. So all I'm simply saying is that is not the asset that a lot of people are viewing it as just because Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick, just because he got a new contract under three years, doesn't mean he's the guy that they want to move forward with in Arizona. And I think their overall approach to 2023 is indicative of the fact that this team is going to be pushing the reset button and, and they're looking at every single position including their quarterback, as a part of that process. Yeah, you look, Josh Rosen drafted him, got rid of him. I understand why, you know, it didn't perform. But then they they got Kyler Murray and gave – he has a lot of money left, Chris. This is the second year – of his contract, and you know how they do it in the NFL now. They give you that low base salary the first year or two just to kind of finesse the cap. All the money is on the back end. So you owe this guy a lot of money, and now you don't want him. It's pro- it's going to be tough to move him. Well, you say it's going to be tough to move him. If they trade him after this upcoming season, they would save $5 million against their cap. So, I mean, yeah. it, do you think that Kyler Murray is a $5 million? Is he worth – is keeping him around worth $5 million bucks? Not if I got the number one pick. Trump. Not if I'm going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. So, to me, that makes all the sense in the world if you're the Cardinals and viewing it as an opportunity to tank because your starting quarterback is dealing with a, a, an injury where he has a knee reconstruction and the rest of the roster just isn't good enough. Sometimes yeah. in sports, and I know it's taboo to say this, sometimes in sports, it behooves a team to tank. Look at the San Antonio Spurs the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You don't think it made sense for them to tank, to have an opportunity to draft Wimby? Of course it did. Of course it did. Sometimes, by virtue of just how things play out, injuries and so on, it makes sense to tank. I remember once upon a time, you're talking about David Robinson getting hurt in the season. And the Spurs decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and be bad. You know what ended up happening? They got the number one pick and drafted Tim Duncan. So Mm -hmm. the Spurs seem to do it right. Nobody associates the Spurs with tanking, but that's what happened. Look at the Houston Astros in the 2010s. They they, Mm -hmm. they were awful. I mean, you're talking about 100-loss team. They ain't playing but 162 games in the season. (laughs) 100-loss team. The Astros were able to get Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, George Springer. What happened? You're talking about a team that's been in the midst of a dynastic run over the last five or six years. So sometimes in sports, it makes sense to tank. In the Arizona Cardinals, I would probably put that team in that bucket, although they are being brash about it. They ain't even trying to hide it. They just let everybody know what they're doing by cutting Colt McCoy. Yeah, you know, this is the funniest thing of it all is, you you know, I just got to play this. Jonathan Gannon, the Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach, their quarterback situation, just kind of two guys that, hey, we'll see. Um, But he thinks he has a competitive advantage. 
I think we got a pretty good plan in place, but I want to see them, you know, both go through the next two weeks. I think that how the plan that we have to evaluate that and to get that done and, and the team knowing the why behind it, I think they're comfortable with it, but feel good about where it's at. I'm not going to name a starter because I think it's a competitive advantage for us going to Washington, but we'll know who the starter is. Is it a competitive advantage for the Washington Commanders defense to not know whether it's Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon? I no. don't think it is. No. You might have no. a bigger advantage no. if you told them who the quarterback was. No, <laughs> no it don't matter. Listen, man, with that defense, it don't matter if it's Clayton Toon. It don't matter if it's Josh Dobbs, man. It, it really don't. I, I mean, E.G., I, I don't even know. I can't even figure out. Even if they had, you know, one of the, the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, with the roster that this team has, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be ugly this upcoming season. And they know that. Now, they've got to present a good face because I, I think the commissioner and the rest of the NFL owners will frown upon, you know, you know openly tanking or, or yeah. saying that you're tanking. But what's understood ain't got to be said. Everybody knows that that's what's happening. It happens sometimes in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns did it once upon a time where mm-hmm. they went 0-16. It happens. Um, and teams do it. I just think that it's one of those things that you don't talk about, kind of like Fight Club. Yeah. And that's what the Arizona Cardinals are doing in 2023. It's just it, the Colt McCoy move made it even more obvious that that's the direction that they're going in. And all of this to hopefully get Caleb Williams, the uh, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback out of UFC, USC. Excuse me. What if he, you know, the NIL money is pretty good. He's making just under $3 million in <laughs> NIL money. Maybe Caleb wants to keep getting the NIL money and not go to Arizona. Do you think he would forego an opportunity to go to the NFL to stay in sunny California getting that uh, NIL money? Well, listen, man, Caleb Williams already said – he hasn't made a decision on what he's going to do this upcoming season. And he said it's not off the table for him to come back to USC in 2024. I think a lot of it depends on who's picking number one. If I'm Caleb Williams, I'm looking at the Cardinals with a side eye because they burn through top ten quarterbacks like it's nobody's yeah, business. Do. You mentioned Josh Rosen. <laughs> Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick, and look what happened to him. And that was a guy that was at Oklahoma. And Caleb Williams was at Oklahoma once upon a time. So it's not like – it's not – it it can't be it can't be off the table if you're Caleb Williams to keep that door open to go back to USC, especially with NIL and the potential to make millions, uh, him potentially being the back-to-back Heisman winner. Like it can't yeah. be off the table because we know how bad the Arizona Cardinals are. More quarterbacks are ruined than made. You know, franchises you know commit franchise malpractice by not giving these guys the kind of support they need early on in their career, and they get the career knocked out of them. So if you're Caleb Williams, do, do you want to go back to USC? No, but you also have to consider what your NFL future would look like and whether or not you'd be able to get to that big second contract if you go to a franchise like the Arizona Cardinals. Remember, there was a reason why Peyton Manning decided to stay at Tennessee another year. There was a reason why Andrew Luck decided to stay at Stanford another year. There was a reason why... You know, uh, um, all of these quarterbacks, Eli Manning did what he did in saying he didn't want to go to the to the L.A. Chargers. Like, t- players coming out of college, especially guys viewed as generational talents, recognize that there are some franchises that are better at developing the player and making the most out of a player's talent than others. 
And Arizona is a place that has proven that they are not one of those teams. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, it's time for us to bring in John Gambadaro, Arizona Sports 98.7. You can listen to Burns and Gambo Monday through Friday, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific uh, on Arizona Sports 98.7. John, we appreciate you joining us. How would you describe the Cardinals' approach to the 2023 season? Responsibly building. Um Everybody's going to say they're tanking, but like, you know, when Monty Asenfort took this thing over, it was a mess. It was a disaster. I mean, they, you know, they did, you know, go from three wins, five to 11 and made the playoffs a couple of years ago and then got trounced by the Rams. And then they fell back, you know, had a terrible year last year, fired Cliff Kingsbury, fired Steve Kime, and the roster's just no good. You know, the roster was built with aging guys, J.J. Watt coming in. And they don't want to do that. This roster doesn't want to do that. Everybody looks at Colt McCoy getting cut. And they're like, oh, they're tanking, they're tanking. They, they cut. Colt McCoy was just no good. His practices were no good. His games were no good. He says he's 38 years old and he's done. I mean, they're not, they're not tanking because they cut Colt McCoy, but they're also not spending money stupidly on aging veteran players when this team's not ready to win right now. So, Gambo, what, Gambo, what does success look like for the Arizona Cardinals this year then? Is it as simple as you know, getting the number Chris, one pick? It's, it's, Chris, I mean, I think you know. I mean, it's, it's trying to be competitive. It's trying to build with younger players. It's, it's trying to develop those players. You know, they've got a terrible time developing players here. Isaiah Simmons is gone. And, and Hassan Reddick, who was here, is a stud in Philadelphia now. And he went to Carolina, and he was good. And, you know, Byron Murphy is going to be really good in Minnesota. Like, we'll see what Zach Allen does in Denver. It's about developing players. No, they weren't like Zach Allen's a good player. They weren't going to give him $16 million, pay him like he's a 15-sack guy when he's never done it before. So, again, it's about being responsible. I, I, you know, I, everybody says they're not going to be a good football team. I get it. But they're not, like, tanking. Like, you, you know, players don't play to lose. Coaches don't coach to lose. You, you know that. So I think what a good season would be is to be competitive in these games. You know, be in a lot of one-score games. Give yourself a chance to win. Let the young players develop. That would be success for them. He's John Gambadaro, Arizona Sports 98.7. Uh, I agree with you, John, to a certain extent. I've, I'm in Cleveland, and I was around for 1-31 for the Browns. Those players played hard, but the front office put players out there that they knew no matter how hard they right. played, right. they weren't going to win. Is that what Arizona is right. doing? I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, they, you know, they, 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 they've got a lot of draft draft assets. Remember, they made the the trade in the first round last year to get another first round pick, you know, for next season, and that's that can end up being a really good pick, especially if C.J. Stroud doesn't have a good year. You know, you might have two top five picks for the Arizona Cardinals. You might be one and two. We don't know. What they're not doing is, you know, it, it, they're definitely not going out there and trying to throw a bunch of veteran players out there and see that they can go, you know, eight and nine and have a chance to make the playoffs because they just don't think that's responsible. They didn't think that was. Now, they traded for Dobbs, and we'll see if Joshua Dobbs ends up being a starting quarterback. They're not going to announce anything, guys. They're going to give Dobbs six practices to see if he can run this offense. He knows the offense. That's why they traded for him. He knows the offense. Their first game against Washington, Washington's biggest strength defensively is their pass rush. So I don't know if they really want to go into the season with Clayton Toon as the number one guy. 
but they will, they do have six practices left to see if Dobbs can run it. It's a fair question. Like it really is. It's a fair question. Are they are they trying to lose on purpose? The answer is no. I mean, they're trying to build through the draft. Look, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, Denny Green had like three good drafts, and they went to the Super Bowl and they lost to the Steelers. So the way to build is really through the draft, not through free agency, and that's what they're trying to do. Gambo, what's the state of the relationship between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, and when can we expect to see him on the field? You know, I talked to his, I talked to his agent yesterday. I talked to the Cardinals about it. Like he's not, they're not going to rush him back. He's on the pup list, so that's four games right there. They really, Chris, they want to get him back because they really do need to know what to do with that number one overall pick if they get it, if they get it. So that everybody wants him to come back and play because if he comes back and plays and he's just okay or he's just average, or, okay, then you know if you got a chance to take Caleb Williams, you take Caleb Williams. If he comes back and, he, and, he, and in this offense, in this Drew Petzing offense, if he comes back and he's great, you know, then they've got a decision to make because I think, and I've said this on my show, if they get the number one overall pick and they want to trade it, they're going to get the biggest haul that's ever been had. It's going to be like an NBA trade. If Caleb Williams has another year like he did last year and won the Heisman, this will be the biggest blockbuster trade of all time. Nobody's going to have gotten more for a number one overall pick than the Cardinals will if they decide to trade it. So everybody wants Kyler to come back. But I, my estimate, guys, I think he's going to miss somewhere between six and eight games. He's definitely going to miss four but they're also not going to throw him right back out there, you know, not knowing the offense, not having practice in the offense. They're not going to throw him out there with, you know, with, with 10 days of practice and say go. Hey, Gambo, the, the NIL money is good. And what if uh, Caleb Williams decides, hey, I, I don't want to come out this year. I want to stay in sunny California, make some more NIL money. How would that affect what the Cardinals, I don't want to say want to do, but could possibly do next year? It's a, it, I mean, listen, maybe. I mean, I can't imagine the kid wins Tyson Trophy two years in a row. USC wins the Pac-12. They go to the playoffs, and then he decides he doesn't want to go to the NFL because of NIL money. Look, I, I mean, I mean, this NIL money is crazy. I mean, we're talking about it here with Jaden Rashad at ASU. What if he has a really good first year? and ASU doesn't have the same NIL money as others. And, you know, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy favorite right now for LSU. He was the ASU quarterback a couple of years when Herb was here. So, the NIL thing, it's real. Like, I, you know, you do have to worry about it. If it happens, it happens. You can't do anything. You got Drake May sitting there. If he has another great year, the North Carolina kid, he's 6'4", he's got a great arm, you know, then you could take him or you could trade that pick and, and keep Kyler Murray. Kyler's got that new contract, but, you know, you can get off of that contract. There's teams that would trade for Kyler Murray if he comes back and he plays well. But I don't know. The Caleb Williams things, we, we, just, we just have to see. I mean, can you imagine passing up on the – on the NFL, look, this guys, you mentioned guys, you were mentioning Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and Eli Manning, but there's also a lot of guys that came back for another year and it didn't work out. So, you know, Matt Leiner, there's, pl- there's plenty of players that did come back and they should have stayed in college. Uh, they should have went to the NFL and they stayed in college and it didn't work out perfect for them. Gamble, real quick, because we're up against it, I wanted to ask you, with all of the speculation around the Cardinals tanking, people have floated the idea of the NFL coming up with a draft lottery. What do you feel, uh, what do you think about the NFL implementing a draft lottery? Yeah, I'd be in favor of it. I think it's pretty exciting, you know, in in the NBA. You know, with the Phoenix Suns here, they, they, 
you know, they ended up with the number one overall pick a few years ago and got DeAndre Ayton. There were other years that were, you know, they could have had the number one pick. Remember, they were winning 20 games a year for like five years, even with Devin Booker. But um, they did get the number one overall pick the one year and got DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not against the draft lottery. It's 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 a 16 game season instead of an 82 game season. That's the only reason why you do want to reward some of these bad teams and give them the opportunity to be better. Um, but I'm not totally opposed to it. I mean, it has worked in other sports, so I think it could work in the NFL. He's John Gambadaro from Arizona Sports 98.7. John, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, and Patrick Ewing once went to the Knicks number one overall, so the lottery worked with that frozen envelope. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. I'm Emmett Golden. He's Chris Canty. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, the next Frank Caliendo might be one of the NBA's best players. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. There are some people that are really gifted at sports, but then they have another talent. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And a lot of times, Chris, you know, someone who is not as athletically gifted as a professional athlete would be, don't want to say I'm not athletically gifted, <laughs> a little bit, but just not, you know, not at least good enough to be a professional anyway. You would look at somebody who plays in the pros and goes, man, that person's lucky. That's their talent. Well, sometimes guys have more talents than just being a great athlete. I mean, you're right. Sometimes it happens, and there are always yeah. <laughs> those hidden talents, those hidden gems. Like, I, you know, some people have a unique, uncanny ability to make things more socially awkward than they have to be. And I yeah. would have to raise my hand as being that dude on more than one occasion. So, yeah, there, there are hidden talents. There are some strange talents. Like, most folks don't know out there that I can play the clarinet and bassoon. 
hidden talents that you never knew come from mm-hmm. a defensive lineman for over a decade in the National Football League. I'm just saying it happens, and it's really interesting when we get to hear about it. Yeah, and here's one that just popped up the other day. Didn't know this. Paul George for the Clippers. You go and, and very talented guy. Even has a really good podcast, right? Well, he also has another talent, and that is impressions. Here's his Charles Barkley. Give us Charles, then. <laughs> we know well, you got Charles. Jackie, that, to think about it, let me tell you. <laughs> see, back when I played... <laughs> You almost had to chuck a guy when he got hot or fouled him and put him on his ass. But these guys now are just too soft. <laughs> that is amazing. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. That is amazing. Oh, you would man, never that's a good one. That. So that's a good on. one. Well, that's not it. He has more. Here is Paul George's Kawhi Leonard impression. YT. YT was jumping in the workouts to like help us with our shooting and stuff, like contesting and putting the hand up. We missed a couple shots, so you know, of course, YT going crazy. Ha! Told y'all, ha! Locking y'all up. So why he on Y now? Why misses? It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. <laughs> I, I've used that line on more than one occasion, but I ain't saying I'm using that with teammates. It's yeah. not you. The it's me. It's not you. Oh, it's me. I'm picking up. What That's you're a pretty good down. one, though. Yeah. yeah could, can't you envision Kawhi Leonard saying that though? I absolutely could. I absolutely <laughs> could do That's that for sure. Is, now here, here's the thing. Do you do any impressions? Uh, yeah. I, I don't really do a lot of impressions, but I, I have one, and it really is a a, a recounting of my pre-draft visit with the Dallas Cowboys. So once upon a time in 2005, I go down to to visit the Cowboys. I'm talking with their head coach, Bill Parcells at the time, touring the facility. And they, they sit me down outside of Jerry Jones office and the secretary weighs me in and I come in and Jerry jumps up and says, Hey, Kenny, Hey, Kenny, how you doing? Glad to have you down here in Dallas. Go ahead and have a seat right there. Now, Kenny, let me tell you something. If you're going to play in the National Football League, you might as well play in Broadway. Now, you're a New York guy, so you understand this. You know, playing in in the National Football League, you want to play on Broadway, and make no mistake about it, playing for the Dallas Cowboys is playing on the Broadway in the National Football League. Now, that's about as good of an impression uh-huh. as I got for any <laughs> which, is, which is the Jerry Jones. It's not very good at all. This is not one of my hidden talents. But Jerry Jones making that analogy and then mm-hmm. me actually going to play on Broadway with the New York Giants four years later and winning a Super Bowl is hilarious to me. So I always remember that story. And then I look down at my Super Bowl ring, which has New York Giants on it. I'm like, yeah, when I went on Broadway, I actually did well for myself. Yeah, so he was right. He's Chris Kansas. He was right. <laughs> I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I don't do any impressions, but I do have a useless talent. I have a talent that I, there's no, I can't make any money off of it, but it's a talent. Every time I'm at the gas pump, I could stop it on zero. 
Every time. <laughs> if I put $20 in, I'm putting $20 in. I let go. Bow. $20. But how are you going to say it's not worth nothing when you're literally saving money by not pumping more gas? Touche. I mean, yeah, it's worth, it's, that's worth something. It's now, worth a, 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 a talent that's not worth anything, <laughs> uh, Jeff Darlington being able to spin anything. Like Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter, like he, he does a phenomenal job. But Jeff Darlington can spin damn near anything on his fingertips. Like I've seen really? this dude spin pizza boxes. It's uncanny wow. what Jeff Darlington can do. But outside of entertainment value, it has no value. Like he can't monetize it unless he's going to go into the circles. Was Jeff Darlington going to go from being an ESPN NFL insider to Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey? Like, just, like you just, you just like there's nothing that he can do with that talent other than make people laugh. That's true. That's true. Like you, I always thought my gas pump thing was useless. But I am saving like four to five cents every time I do it. So there you throughout go. my throughout my life, I probably save myself about seven bucks. Yeah, there you so go. there you go. The talent is worth seven dollars over twenty years. So at least it's worth something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least about twenty five years I've saved seven dollars by pumping gas. <laughs> <laughs> that but shout out to Paul to Paul George for being able to have that impression. That's phenomenal. That Charles Barkley. Yeah, like I had to listen real close to make sure it wasn't Charles Barkley. It was calling players soft and saying ter- like that. That was Terrible. unbelievable. Like, do we have that, man? We got to play that again at some point in the show because that was just a phenomenal impression of Charles Barkley. It was great. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden, and there might be a forced arranged marriage in the NFL coming up. This is Greeny. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.